Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Morning and welcome into what is prime fishing rodeo season. Got a big one going on in Alabama this morning and tomorrow. It's the 88th annual Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo being held on Dolphin Island. Way stations from 10 to 7 today. And the music gets started about 5 o'clock and a party going to be going on there tomorrow. Way station will close at 5 and then they're going to do that drawing for that contender 25-foot bay boat with a Yamaha 250 on it and a Seakeeper boat stabilizer. Final award ceremony is going to be at 6 o'clock Monday at the Grounds in Mobile. Got some other big rodeos in Louisiana coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll tell you more about those later. Also, later this morning, uh, services for Louisiana Governor Edwin Edwards is going to be held in Baton Rouge. For those of you that might be too young to remember, I'm going to tell you some of the good that he did for sportsmen and sportswomen in the state. He's much better known for the bad, and I'll tell you about my personal experiences with who was a truly unique and interesting individual. If you're going to be fishing Shell Beach, Hopedale area, and I know a lot of you are, there is a marine hazard in the mist to go. You need to be aware of it. We're going to talk to Robbie Campo in just a few minutes about that when we get our Shell Beach fishing report. We're now at the halfway point of the Coastal Conservation Association Star Tournament, and we're going to get an update on the leaderboard. We'll look at some opportunities that are there for you to cash in, plus some special categories that are new in this year's event. We'll talk with the director of the CCA Star, Rad Trasher. Now, this week, we're calling it a bad girls of the outdoors feature. Now, that hasn't because over the past decade, it's gotten more and more common, more women in the outdoors, more opportunity for them to get caught breaking the law. But as far as the species involved, it's a first. In 32 years of doing this show, it's the case of the female hummingbird rustlers. You don't want to miss that one. We got lots of live fishing reports in between. Your text messages, which we'd love to get, 504-260-1870. Tell us who you are, where you are, share your reports, your comments, your questions. Looking at your coastal marine forecast, this is the latest from the National Weather Service. Not too bad on the weather, 50% chance of rain, and lately that ain't bad. If you're going to be fishing on interior lakes and bays, 5 to 10 southeast winds, that's what you look for this time of year. A little bit of a light chop on those waters. Offshore, two to four foot seas. Southeasterly winds, 10 to 15. Uh, tide range, oh, it is horrible. 0.3 tide range. And that is going to affect your techniques on fishing. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Mississippi River, nine foot and falling. And hopefully there will be no more rises. It will continue to fall and create some good fishing downriver. All right, so that's it. That's what we're going to be talking about. And anything else that may just pop up that we're unaware of. We've got some great field reporters out there. We've got a paddlers report with Eric Mohabarak. Ryan Lambert will fill us in on Plaquemines Parish. And, of course, uh, Mike Gallo taking a little bit of a vacation. But he sent me a report for those of you fishing 
in the Pontchartrain Lakebourne Basins. We're back with all of that right after this timeout, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, we missed him last week, but he's back with us this week. I'm talking about Robbie Campo down at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. Good morning, Robbie. How you doing, my friend? Well, Don, uh, you know, uh, that COVID is... That COVID is some pretty tough stuff, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I like to think of me as a pretty tough person, but I tell you, it, it had me, it had me down for the count, buddy. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> if I was coming out of this whole deal or not, but I'm here, baby. I'm back. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, look, Falls, you know, but I, so I've been trying to keep up with going on with the fishing here and. And you know, and, and uh, um, you know, because I, I kind of been out of the loop a little bit, but um, man, I was surprised to see some of the some of the trout that came out of Lake Barn here in the last week, uh, on you know, on the eastern shoreline of Lake Barn. Not it's not numbers; it's just it's just the the size of these trout are just beautiful. You know, they're not they're not going out there and catching fifty and sixty, but they, you know, they'll catch twenty and you know, uh, eighteen twenty fish. But uh, I tell you what, there's some beautiful trout caught in this lake uh, on this eastern shoreline. Actually, from the fort right here, from the old fort right out by Shell Beach, you know, going around from Duluth and Marlowe and Sioux and, you know, and just bouncing on those bouncing those bayous going down the eastern shoreline. And uh, it seems like the bigger fish and the better fish are still being caught way out east out in, the, you know, by the islands out there and, um, you know, uh, that seems like that's, you know, that's the better spot because that's where most of all the bait is being held at right now around, around those islands and, you know, around the wells out that way. So uh, it seems like the better fish are being caught offshore, um, you know, toward the islands than, than, you know, back up around Comfort Island, I should say. Not much, not much happening there. They did catch some fish there last week. But they didn't do they didn't do what they did on the outside. So uh, if you <laughs> if you're heading out this morning, be careful. Watch this weather. I see some uh, I see some high puffy clouds back there over toward the east. It's got some lightning in it. So you, I, I'm sure we're going to get some rain today. Today is my first day back at work. I'm getting back on a shrimp boat today and going back shrimping. Um, live bait situation. If you're coming down right now. You might want to stop over at uh, at, at either Bait Incorporated or going to stop over at uh, Tony Cookie's place. Um, uh, you know, we only had one bait boat running, uh, and you know, today is going to be the first day that we got two bait boats back running up in, in, in a week. So um, we only had one boat running, and and man, it, it, the people are just buying it as fast as we could. You know, as we could catch it. So. Uh, if you want to fish with live bait this morning, I suggest I would strongly suggest you stop. Like if you're coming down now, stop over on Parish Road and pick up some live bait. These guys have live bait on hand. Um, stop and get some, and and you know I don't want nobody to be without. So um, with that said, Don, look, uh, I'm gonna go back and get my get myself back in this tank and scoop some more live shrimp for just whatever's left out of it, and then. I'm going to get myself on that boat, and I'm going shrimping. So, uh, you know, 
I got I to gotta beat the COVID off of me. So I gotta, <laughs> Well, I'm negative. I tested negative. So I'm, I'm just letting everybody know I'm negative. So uh, I am, I, I'm all good to go. So I'm, I got to go. I gotta go shake this stuff out my system and get back on my boat, man. I gotta go get. I gotta get back trawling. Well, now you got some good antibodies in you, Robbie. Listen, I, I, I don't. I know you've been kind of out of touch, but did you get any information on this obstruction that's in the Mister Go? Uh, the guy that's the with the Jesuit High Fishing Rodeo made a Facebook post. He took a picture of it. There's a sunken boat in the Mister Go. Uh, it's in, I think, about 11 foot of water. And all it's got on it at the time was a crab float, and he was working with the Coast Guard to try to get something um, a little bit more. Uh, um, well, well, Don, that's a shrimp. That's a sunken shrimp boat that's in the in the in the middle of the channel there, and it's been there since. Uh, heck, it's been there probably since since the beginning of the season. Um, you know, the beginning of May season, uh, brown shrimp season, and nobody has been out there to do anything about this thing, and it's and it's. You know, this is right in the line of fire where you got to run down the middle of the channel, and uh, you know, it's it's you know you could hit this thing very easily. Um, I, I know exa- I know exactly where it is. I've seen it. Uh, I just don't. I, you know, there was a there was a big red buoy on it with like fifty feet of rope. So th- this rope is floating in and out with the tide. So if you think that it's right there by it, it's not. It's you know what I mean. It's, you know, you got you got fifty, seventy five feet or so from this thing, so you gotta be very careful um when you get around by the cutting the rocks. It you know, just be very, very careful. It's, it's dead smack in the middle of the channel though. So um, Yeah, and where, where give me go. some give me some estimate of, of how far down the channel or some point of reference of where it is. You say it's by well, the cut in the long when rock. you get by the where you know where the cutting the rocks is that well yeah. we always fish by the all right, well it's right past the cutting the rocks. On you know in dead smack in the middle of the channel you know it's it's dead smack in the middle, so you know the channel um, Don has filled in since you know since they quit dredging it so the the channel right, probably right. only twelve twelve fifteen feet deep there maybe or twelve feet deep maybe and mm-hmm. it's it's dead smack in the middle so I mean you know they had a little bit of the rigging sticking out now <laughs> last time I saw it I had a little bit of the rigging sticking out. I don't know if any is rigging sticking out anymore, you know, because you know how you know how storms and stuff pass and beat all that stuff up, and that rigging sure. kind of just falls down. But um, it, it is it is you can hit it, so just be you have to be very very careful around this thing. Um, yeah, it'll take I, a lower would, unit or worse in a heartbeat. Oh, it'll, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll well, not only it'll take a lower unit, it'll take your life if it, you ain't exactly. you know, if somebody's not paying attention to what's going on there. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that you want to keep your eye open for, believe me. All right. Good stuff, Robbie. Glad to hear you back. And uh, looking on the radar, it looks like they got a line of storms that's between Lake Bourne and the Chandelier, but it's moving up towards the Mississippi Gulf Coast and should be out of there in a little bit. But, hey, there'll be more. This has been one rainy season, no doubt about it. So you be better believe it. it all right, Robbie, all right, take guys. care of yourself. You Glad later, you're back, buddy. man. All right. Okay, bye. Robbie Campo down at Campos Marina in Shell Beach. All right, we come back and get to some of your text messages. We got calendar items, more fishing reports. Going to talk about Edwin Edwards and announce the two Fish of the Year award winners. Back with all of that after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
All right, we're in the middle of rodeo season, fishing rodeo, that is, and got two big ones coming up. Uh, Thursday, July 22nd through Saturday, July 24th, this is next weekend, the 2021 International Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo takes place at the Grand Isle Seaplane Base in Grand Isle. Uh, we also have the faux pas on the opposite end of the state, over on the eastern side, down by the mouth of the river into Venice Marina. Uh, they're going to have a captain's party at Southport Hall from 5 to 8. That's going to be on July 20th. And then the Fauxpas International goes from the 22nd to the 24th. Lots of fun activities there, plenty of fishing and partying going on. Hopefully both of those events get some good weather. Also, we have the 25th Annual Rummel Alumni Fishing Rodeo set for uh, Shell Beach down by Robbie Campos at Campos Marina. That's going to be August 6th and 7th. It's $35 for adults, kids 12 and under, 15 bucks. Uh, now, the registration is midnight the Thursday before. Now, that's the deadline for getting signed up. There'll be a weigh-in on Saturday from noon to 2 p.m., and there are both adult visions and also kids' divisions. That's the 25th Annual Rummel Fishing Rodeo. Uh, we founded that thing 25 years ago, and I've been involved with it ever since. You can check it out at rummelraiders.com, all the information on the categories and how to get signed up for that one. All right, last week uh, I threw something out. You know, uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a member of the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association. Uh, we will be having our convention in Thibodeau in about three weeks, and we're going to be making a presentation of the Fish of the Year Awards. Uh, we have a fish records committee. Uh, Lyle Johnson is the chairman. Uh, Joe Macaluso from The Advocate is on it. Uh, Captain Martha Spencer uh, who is out there fishing. In fact, congratulations. Uh, her boat on the Southern Catch, they landed a 286-pound swordfish yesterday. I think that's uh, their personal best, so congratulations. Anyway, uh, us four sit on the Fish Records Committee, and each year uh, the top ten uh, fish categories are scanned, and all the new entries are considered for two awards, the Fish of the Year Award, one for fish caught in the rod and reel and the other with a fly rod. And the fly rod nominees, we really only had two, and it was a 1.64-pound chain pickle and a socolay. And last week I asked you if you were voting, which one would you pick? And the winner is going to be the chain pickle, 1.64 pounds. It's not a big fish, but it's an obscure fish. And uh, the record that was being held for us over 16 years, I think it was 17-year record he broke. So congratulations to Jim E. Johnson of LeCompte. Uh, and I'll be getting to meet him. He caught it in Cocodry Lake up out of Forest Hill. Now, the winner in the rod and reel division was Bradley Cole Thurman of Meadow Lakes, Texas. He had a 106.2-pound black grouper, and he caught that out of Port Fouchon, and that is a new all-time number one state record. If you want to check out the records, uh, don't go to Wildlife and Fisheries like most people do. They think that that agency is the curator of the fish records. Uh, they are not. We are one of the only states, maybe the only state, where the Outdoor Writer Association uh, maintains the state records. And we've done that since 1940. And there's some pretty interesting records. Some of them go back to, still in first place, some of them go back to like the 1950s. And if you think you have a record or someone you know uh, might catch a fish, if you go to that page, the LouisianaOutdoorWriters.com, look for the awards and records fish and hunting records and as applications and instructions on how to apply for that. We've actually made it easy. Uh, now a photo ID is allowed for any places that will be considered for second through the 10th. We keep the top 10 in these divisions. 
Uh, the physical identification is only going to be required of a new first place entry. So that's the story on Fish Records. And uh, we'll be broadcasting this program, by the way, from Thibodeau uh, at the uh, convention for the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association. All right, looking on the calendar, uh, CCA Banquet uh, coming up this Thursday at the Castine Center, Pelican Park in Mandeville. I hope to be there. I have something else pending, but uh, I'm pretty sure, like the ad says, that I'm going to be at that banquet. Hope to see you there. i got a whole bunch more still on tap to go, and uh, we'll be talking more about those as we get close to them. All right, text messages. Uh, we got some regulars that get in early. Justin, who is in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, he says the rain's been feeding the plants. Yeah, maybe drowning them, and has brought an onslaught of insects. Yeah, we got a bumper crop of bugs. Uh, we got a personal frog plague going on over here, but he says he doesn't mind. Life is good. You know, Justin is uh, in a, in the inner city of, of New Orleans, and he, we call it the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. And Justin's living proof that to appreciate the outdoors. You don't have to go to those remote, isolated, exotic places. You can find wildlife in the most urbanized places, believe me. Uh, you know, when I was a kid uh, growing up in, in Jefferson Parish and basically a suburb, you know, you just find empty lots. You find uh, canals to fish in, and you can appreciate nature even in some places that would be considered completely urbanized all right here's one that says uh good morning don we have your show on in the shop and loving it as always going to work a half a day today then over to the rodeo that's from the irish coon ass listening to us over in alabama yeah they've got that big uh, alabama deep sea rodeo going on at dolphin island that's going to be a big one and a good one all right uh if you want to text us your message you can do that. 504-260-1870 is our text line. Comes right in here the studio. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the season seven of Bayou Wild TV, and also you, know, you need to get ready because we got a new species going to be opened up very shortly in Louisiana and also the Gulf Coast. We'll talk about that and get some more fishing report information for you if you're heading out on this Saturday morning. We're back right after this. You're listening to the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio. All right, we've been telling you we're in the prime season for fishing rodeos. Well, we've got an unusual event going to be coming up on Saturday, August the 14th, uh, sponsored by Delta Marina, called the Bullfrog Bash. And this is going to be a contest where for $100 per team, and you can have up to four people on your team, you can compete in frog categories. The heaviest single frog. And then the top 10 frogs, uh, the combined weight of your 10. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and best frogs there'll be three places awarded for that when these are cash prizes the most frogs by weight in other words the heaviest uh, uh stringer i guess you'd call it and then there's also going to be a frog race where they're presenting a trophy and a frog jump. I guess you'd call it the Frog Olympics. The longest distance of three jumps. And uh, you can begin frogging on August 13th, Friday at dusk. And then they'll open the way station at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Should be very, very interesting. And if you want more details, uh, check it out. It's at Delta Marina in Plaquemines Parish. That's where they'll be holding the Bullfrog Bash. All right, we come back after this identification pause. I'm going to tell you about getting ready for triggerfish, getting ready to reopen a species in the Gulf of Mexico. Also, some more calendar items and your text, 504-260-1870. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, if you like to catch triggerfish, uh, they will be fair game in the Gulf, the great triggerfish. Uh, now, they do have a limit. It's one fish in the aggregate, uh, meaning in the aggregate is when you combine it with all your different offshore species of the snapper family. Uh, the trigger fish, for years, people just threw them back. They're kind of a weird fish. They're not a scale fish. They kind of got a leathery skin to them. And uh, believe me, they can put a bite on you, too. <laughs> and you catch them out at the rigs. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Why do you think this fish, or do you know why it's called the triggerfish. Text me your answer, 504-260-1870. Why is the triggerfish called a triggerfish? They're going to be legal, effective July 29th, which is a couple weeks from now in the Gulf of Mexico. You can add that into your catch of offshore species. All right, I got a text message coming in saying, this is in regard to that um, marine hazard that's out in the Mystago I was talking to Robbie about a few minutes ago. It says, the gentleman responsible for reporting and marking that wreck were Mike McMahon, Gary Diskin, and Matt McMahon. These guys were responsible for reporting and having the obstruction in the spoil canal being removed a few years back. If you remember that, the spoil canal being that narrow cut that uh, since they put the rock dam across the Mystago, I'll let you get eastern access down the Mystago until you can get back into it. 
I said it would be great if you could have Mike on to discuss. We could use your help in bringing this to the attention of all Mariners as well as authorities. Good idea. Uh, we'll get in touch with Mike. I think he's uh, with the Jesuit Fishing Rodeo, and maybe we can get him on next week to talk more about it. In fact, there's a much bigger issue. You know, you go. I've been to other places, and I can't think of any place that has more sunken wrecks and boats in, in canals that just they're littered. They're just there. And what happened to the owners, why the owners don't remove them, or at some expense, something needs to be done to clean up all that in the waterways. And this one in particular, Robbie says, is right in the middle of the Mystigo and uh, could actually cause some fatalities and injuries as well as loss of property. So if you run the Mystigo, be careful. He says it's near the, the cut in the Long Rocks. And in the meantime, we'll try to get Mike on to talk more about it. All right, I have some information on a bass tournament, Jeff Brula. Bass Fishing Reporter sent me this this week. The Ascension Area Open Bass Tournament is going to be held on uh, July 31st. It's coming up soon. It's a $100 entry fee. They'll be launching out of a very popular bass fishing spot, Duaron's Landing. You can launch either side. Uh, there is a boundary. You can't go south of Highway 90. And uh, fishing hours will be safe light to 3 o'clock. First place team gets a free entry for their 2022 event. And if you want information, check it out at Dwaron's. I'm sure he's got applications there. And the purpose of this is to support uh, the, the club and Louisiana Bass Nation member expenses in participating in the Bass Nation Championship in the Classic. You know, some amateurs are selected to go through a, a process of uh, winning tournaments, and the money used from this tournament will be used to help pay their expenses to have them fish with the, the big timers. All right, we come back after this break. Uh, let's see, we've got more fishing reports. Going to tell you a lot about Season 7. I am excited about Season 7 of Bayou Wild TV, and I think you will be too. We'll tell you what's coming up, what's ahead, what we've been working on, right after we pause three minutes for our local sponsors' messages on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, and let's go to Delta Marina's Mitch Jurisic. We have a fishing report ahead. Mitch, you going fishing offshore today? Uh, I've been offshore, Don. How are we doing this morning? We, uh, we're fishing the Billfish Tournament out of Orange Beach, the Blue Mall and Grand Championship. So I'm sitting here talking to you 60 miles south of the mouth of the river right now. All right. Well, I see there's a few little scattered storms out there, but nothing real bad. How's, the, how's your luck been so far? Have you all brought one to the to the uh, leader yet? No, sir. Yes, sir. We sure did. Yesterday morning we released a blue mall on about 300 pounds, and uh, we've been fighting, battling with a bunch of sharks ever since then. We uh, just finished filling up our tuna tubes right now. We're fixing to get, get back to fishing for the last day of it. Uh, there's been quite a few fish caught, so we got some work ahead of us. But, uh, yeah, these little spotty squalls are popping up all over, you know. Uh, and I noticed uh, inshore today, I talked to my girls at the Delta Marina. They said, sure enough, there's lightning everywhere, and we're getting, uh, you know, a little spotty rain. And it's just about typical. We got a pretty decent day ahead, but, you know, these squalls seem to pop up. And they don't go, they don't go anywhere. They kind of hang on us, but. To get to the fishing, you know, it's the same thing as the weather allows. The fishing's been absolutely great. The speckled trout, you know, when the weather's right, you just can't ask for any better fishing. And the same with the snapper on the weekends. You know, the boats are having to run a little bit further out now uh, because I think, you know, the weather's warmed up and the water's warmed up. So the fish have kind of 
shifted a little more offshore, but uh, but they're still catching their limits fairly quick. Plus a few uh, Kobe is showing up and stuff like that. So, so our offshore has been real good. We've uh, we got a real good connection with some really good fresh frozen pogies that hold up real well, and we've been selling the heck out of those things to people. Uh, you know, our bait's been holding up good. We've been able to keep up with live shrimp, uh, dead bait, everything we need. So things are really going along really well. That's great. Uh, before you came on, in fact, just a few minutes ago, I gave the rundown on the bullfrog bash. But uh, how is that being received? This is the first time I can remember some kind of a frog rodeo being held that far down in Plaquemines Parish. It's being received uh crazy as people are just calling from all over the state uh you know asking questions uh, looks like we're going to have a really big event uh it's going to be uh i don't know if you had the details but uh you know it's a hundred dollars per team up to four members and what it'll be a 90 percent of the proceeds go back to, to prizes you know it, it, there'll be rewards it'll be cash prizes on the the largest frog Per team and a lot the heaviest 10 frogs per team but the largest frog will also be weight a weight frog you know because i'm not sure how i can measure a frog i'm sure I, there's a way to stretch <laughs> about measuring but this is new to us too but we've really received some overwhelming responses there'll be trophies for the most frogs caught we'll give a trophy for that then there'll be a trophy for frog jumping which will be the two two hops from a frog and measure the distance. And then there'll also be a trophy for frog racing. So we're going to have a lot of frog stuff going on <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, we'll have they a can lot get of you. there uh-huh. and, uh, and we'll have, you know, some entertainment and not, not only that, this, the uh, Sheriff Jerry Tulich is also going to be holding his first annual P road races that same day at the Delta Marina. So we're going to have a, a really, really busy day ahead of us so it's gonna be some got some good old time family fun you're talking about right there and you know frogging's always been very popular in louisiana it's about time you know you've set up an official tournament or a bash as you call it and people trying to catch the lunk of frog and all that business let me ask you one question what happens to these frogs afterwards you don't need a place to dispose them do you (laughs) no it's not like a neutral thing you know we're gonna have (laughs) don't worry if if we do, I'll let you know. I'm sure we're going to have some extra frog legs on hand because uh, <laughs> these guys have already been out there practicing. And, and you know, some of them say, well, I know where the biggest frog is going to be. The one thing is, though, the frogs have to be live to count. You know, right. uh, we can't have a bunch of dead frogs coming in because we are going to start the tournament the fr- Friday night at dusk on the 13th. Uh, which I didn't even think about that. It'd be Friday the 13th. Wow. <laughs> I just thought of that myself. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, it'd be, uh, you it'd know, be bad the, luck for the frogs. Bad luck for the frogs. And it ends at daylight on Friday, and we start weighing and counting frogs at 8 a.m. at the Delta Marine. And we're going to do that until 2, 2 p.m. is when you can bring the frogs, you know, your last, you know, frogs in is the last we'll accept any frogs. The reason we're going to do it early because some of our contestants said we're going to be out all night. If our frogs have to be live, we want to bring them, you know, when we get in. I said, well, that'll be fine. And some right. of the other ones said they'd need a break and get a nap. So I said, well, we'll give you till 2 o'clock to get inside the confinement of the Delta Marine, and we'll, you know, count your frogs when we get to them. But uh, it should really be a heck of a day. You know, we uh, 
He's got a bunch of bullfrog jokes coming around. It's just amazing. He's Pam, uh, Pam and my daughter Amber have organized this thing with Delta Marine, and they just, I don't know if they know what they got themselves into, but it's going to be one heck of a fun day. And I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of frogs jumping around Empire for, for months after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like they did a good job of putting the thing together. Well, thanks so much uh, for, for the information and the report, and good luck to you guys. What a beautiful setup that is over there in Alabama where they hold that tournament. It's a wonderful place, and I uh, hope you all can place in it. Stay stay clear of those storms. Yeah, we're going to sure try. And, Don, if you don't mind, I'd like to mention we also have the Empire South Pass Tarpon Rodeo coming August 5th, 6th, and 7th. And we have received, received overwhelming sponsorships for this thing. The community's really pulling behind it. It'll be our 71st annual, you know, rodeo. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, we're looking at the weather cooperates. I think this will be the best one we've seen in many, many years. Yeah, it's one of the oldest in the state for sure and, uh, and always a good one. Thanks again, Mitch. Yeah. We appreciate it, and we'll catch up with you next time, my friend. All right, Don. Great talking to you. Have a great day. All right. That's Mitch Jurisic from the Delta Marina. Lots of stuff going on over there. By the way, check out the, the restaurant over there, the Ponderosa. Got some really good stuff. All right, coming back after this, uh, Daryl Carpenter joins us. We're going to switch over to Grand Isle where I'm looking on the radar. There are some storms off the coast out in the Gulf, but, uh, hey, they're here now, here now, gone tomorrow, maybe later this afternoon. Uh, just bring the wet weather gear if you're headed out because you're probably going to encounter them. We'll be right back after this with Captain Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's talk to Captain Daryl Carpenter, get an update on what's happening in the Grand Isle Leeville areas. Captain Daryl, what's been going on this week your way? Uh, Don, we had a little bit of everything this week, but thank God, uh, well, yesterday, in fact, it calmed down enough to where we were able to do what we wanted to do. And that means getting out on that beach and being able to travel wherever we wanted to travel. And as soon as that happens, it pays off. Um, it, it proves our theory once again for what three or four weeks in a row that the majority of our fish are out on the beach. Um, you know, a whole lot of knotheads on the inside. Some days you just got to go put put up with them and you know pick out your your keeper fish in between. But yesterday, I mean, it's now the the fish are traveling in packs. You had some people that, you know, their good day was a good 30, 40 fish. But then when you sat down, you know, if you if you looked for them enough and were lucky enough to sit down on the school, then you were done mid-morning with a hunter trout. Um, earlier in the week when the wind had us constrained, you know, we still got that dredge pumping over to the east. Um, I haven't been able to figure out a pump schedule for it yet. I did talk to one of their guys, and it was down a few days last week with some mechanical issues. So we had a few days over there where the water cleaned up over toward Pool Bayou Pass at all, and we were able to catch a few fish there. Um, but, I mean, like today, we're in a little bit of a rain delay. We've got a heck of a lightning show taking place right on the beach, so we're waiting to see where that goes. But hopefully today we're out on the beach, and we are just pounding on them on the beach. Um, bait's getting a little bit hard to come by. We're getting in that, we're getting in that period where our brown shrimp have mostly left, and our white shrimp haven't come down yet. So shrimp is, you know, first come, first serve. You you get the few that we have and or that any of the bait stands have. And then from there, you got to either do pogies or croakers. Now, we were lucky enough that we woke up this morning and the canal was full of, you know, my dock was full of pogies. So we've got a combination of shrimp and each one of us got a hundred or two pogies in, in the live well. So we're situated good this morning. Um, but just know that, you know, this time of year, 
our shrimp get hard to find in the Barataria Basin. But they get hard to find for the shrimp, I mean, for the fish, too, which means they're more than likely to hit plastic a little bit better. You know, just like a lot of your customers, fishermen want to get the best of both worlds. They want to catch both trout and redfish. Uh, have you been catching some redfish on that beach side in that shallow water? Do you really have to move into the deeper passes to find the redfish when you're catching trout? Well, we haven't done a whole lot of redfish yet, and we're not doing it. When we do do it, we're not doing it that way. When we've been when we've been going to the east, the good thing there is you have a whole lot of rocky and, and structure-rich marsh real close to the beach. So we've been doing our redfish over about a Myrtle Grove, Port Sulphur area. <coughs> Excuse me, out on the big bays and structures. However, I remember what two Saturdays ago <coughs> you asked me if the if the bulls had shown up in the passes yet. And I got to thinking the next day, it's like Don must have ESPN or something. Because the next the next day, I had I had some of my customers show up and talking about all the big bull reds they caught in the past the day before. I'm like, okay, well, you're the first one that was telling me about, you know, catching multiple. So I guess they're starting to show up in the past. Um, but we've been doing rocky structure. You know, when we if I've got a customer right now that wants to combine redfish and trout, we typically are going to head over to the east because there's so much marsh left over there compared to Barataria Bay. Um, um, we had some boats run all the way up toward the Lafitte area. It's hit and miss. They went up there one day this week, and it was easy limits of redfish and black drum. So they're like, man, this was too daggum easy. We're doing it again the next day. You get up there the next day, and at 10 o'clock, you got two fish in the boat. I mean, they're just they're moving around. They're, you know, they're chasing these schools of pogies and so forth. It's just really difficult to pattern day after day. Yeah, well, that's that's what makes fishing fun. It's never a given. It's never a sure thing. It's fishing that ain't catching. Well, Daryl, anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Nah, Don. Like I said, we're uh, we're being a little cautious this morning because that that rain was headed north. It's sitting right off the beach and full of lightning. Uh, just you know, we've got. I'm sure what's going to be a busy weekend this weekend, and you know they moved Tarpon Rodeo up one week this year. So if you come into Grand Isle next week, is going to be Tarpon Rodeo. So bring plenty of patience, and just know that it's going to be crowded. Uh, but you know you might want to you might want to try to find your bait on the way down if you've got the facilities to do so, because I, I can promise you with all those people on the island, bait's going to be hard to find next week. Are you booked for the rodeo? I am. I am. Yeah, I kind of. Uh, we're, that. we're booked. This month, this month filled in pretty good. Uh, August is still a big question mark. It looks like October is already booking up pretty good, but August is a big question mark. I guess, well, you know, we got kids going back to school and all that that involves. So August is usually a little slow for us. Right. Well, if somebody wants to get you, give them the telephone number, or they can find you at, you know, rodandreel.com. Uh, realscreamers.com. Rodandreel.com is no longer. <laughs> but right. realscreamers.com. You're on my website. What's the phone number? 225-937-6288. All right. Remember to wash your hands after you fool with those pogies, too. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, they're swimming healthy and alive well already. <laughs> All right, my friend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, when we come back after the top of the hour break, more of your text messages. Bad girls of the outdoors. What the heck were they doing with those hummingbirds? Update on CCA Star with Rad Trasher. And we'll talk about my experiences with Governor Edwin Edwards. All coming up after the break. 
And coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking with Rad Trasher, the director of the CCA Star Tournament. It's kind of halfway through, and we get an update on the leaderboard, some special categories and opportunities for you. If you have not signed up, I always say, you, you just really, it's like an insurance pile. If you fish, the chances are you could catch a winning fish or one of those tagged redfish. All right, uh, the Born on the Bayou report with Mike Gallo is normally this time, but uh, Mike is on vacation. He did send me a fishing report. I'll get to it in a second, but I want to remind Mind you, Mike's reports are brought to you by CETO, $179 for a whole year. That gets you a membership to get unlimited fuel drops, tow-ins, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back to the dock safely. CETO is like having AAA on the water. It's peace of mind for you, and not just you, but your loved ones too. And it's one phone call away to Chris at 504-301-4545 or click on CETO.com. Uh, Mike told me he's been fishing the Biloxi Marsh for redfish most of this week, and he recommends the three S's of redfish, spinnerbaits, spoons, and shrimp under a cork. Uh, he said today there's going to be a small tide. He's so right. Point three is the tide range. Concentrate on choke points, smaller bayous with moving water. Water gets greener the further away from the Pearl River. There's speckled trout. You're going to find those in the Smack Bay area. Watch for the birds. Current lines around the points. Try live shrimp, matrix shad, and gulp. 24 inches under a cork has what's been working. Plenty of undersized trout in the mix, but stay with it. You can put a good box of trout together, kind of what Darrell Carpenter is saying down in the Grand Isle area, and stay weather aware as pop-up storms have been plentiful. We certainly know about that, and he wishes all the listeners good luck and reminders to be safe. So we thank Captain Mike Gallo for that fishing report. All right, getting to your text messages. Uh, here's one says, I was sorry to hear the passing of former Governor Edwin Edwards. I had the pleasure of meeting him once at the first, John Fultz Boucheret. Mr. Edwards was a very charming character, and it was fun meeting him. Condolences to the family. Also, good luck to his friends fishing the Alabama Deep Sea Rodeo. He hopes they all place. That is David Hubble of Hubble's Hearth, who we are going to be meeting up with at John Fultz's uh, White Oak Plantation, and we're going to be doing some cooking features there, including camp-style garfish, Sicilian fisherman stew, black-eyed pea-battered shrimp, and asabuco frog legs. Those are all going to be part of an exciting Bayou Wild TV Season 7 schedule. We've also got a feature called Fishing Therapy, a Tofield Bourgeois tribute, soft-shell crawfish with pinchers, and a wicked and wild slam. Don't miss it. You're going to love each and every one of those features. All right, I got some more texts. Good morning. Any idea when the St. Tammany Pier will open up? Well, obviously, there's been some unforeseen delays. They were expecting it to open in May, but I've understood from one of our listeners who had some inside information, he told me more like July. Well, July is slipping away, so maybe it's going to be August. Believe me, as soon as they notify me that that Phase two construction is complete and it's reopened, I will let everyone know. All right, we're hearing from Dixie George. Uh, He's got the rain-soaked Dixie Ranch. He says there's no better place for coffee on the porch. Relaxing and listening to the radio show. Okay, hope you have a good one there, Dixie George. We got the backstrap stacker checking in from Josephine, Alabama. He's headed out to win the speckled trout jackpot for the Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. Good luck to all the anglers today and tomorrow. Well, the backstrap style, I like that attitude. He ain't just going to participate. He's going to win. Here's a question. Looking to start frogging. Any frogging tips for a newbie? 
Well, the best advice I can give you, certainly you got to go at night. And a very strong, as powerful light as you can get helps you locating them. And I'm going to say there's a lot of different devices for catching them, nets and grabbers. There's nothing better than the two things on the end of your arms, your hands. You can do much better because no matter what the terrain is, you can always do a hand grab. And here's one again from David. Maybe the bad girls were planning to make a hummingbird cake. No, it wasn't a hummingbird cake. It was something a little different. All right, we got the mad trucker checking in, and someone want to know what works best for hungry yellow flies. Well, I don't know. Um, if someone out there has got something, a remedy for something you can put on to prevent those yellow flies from biting, and uh, also says horse flies too, text me. Tell me what your best uh uh, method or uh, application of what product that works best for those big, we call them sand flies, deer flies, yellow, but they're biting flies, and boy, they can they can make you bleed. If there's something out there that'll prevent that, let me know. What do you think it is? What's the best remedy? All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk to Red Trasher, get us a full update. It's halftime for the Star CCA, and according to what I'm seeing, there's plenty of opportunity for some big wins out there. Rad's up next with us on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we've been keeping you up to date on the Star Tournament, uh, all the opportunities and the stats and statistics, but nobody knows more about it than this guy, Rad Trasher. He's the director of the CCA Star Tournament. And Rad, how long have you been directing now for the tournament? Ooh, um, nine, ten, nine, probably ten years, something like that. Uh, yeah, time. Time flies. <laughs> you know, yes, I've been it with does. CCA, what, 17, I think. So I Ooh. picked up Star probably 10 years ago. Yeah, well, you've done a great job with it. It keeps growing and getting bigger and better every year. This year you guys added a few new twists to it. You might want to tell listeners who have not familiarized themselves with that, what are some of the newer things this year? Well, you know, we, we gave away a, a, a boat for the early bird prize this year. A lady from Denham Springs won it, a uh, coquetry fisherman. Um, we also have the third-place tagged redfish prize, which is a Michelob Ultra-wrapped Nautic Star and Mercury boot package. What we did with that this year is, you know, we're averaging about two, two-and-a-half prizes per year for just the tag redfish division. And so that is the third one. If it's not claimed by a registered angler, we're going to have a random drawing for that boat out of all the participants. And, you know, one of the things that we started this weekend uh, is we're kind of having some tournaments within a tournament. We're uh, th- This weekend, the uh, person that catches the redfish with the most spots on one side, a leopard red, is just going to win an ice chest. We're just trying to give – ways for more people to win more people to get involved and uh and kind of follow the tournament so that's going to be this weekend we did it that way because it could be a photo contest we know there's a lot of rain and, and things going on this weekend along the coast uh, but be on the lookout for you know largest sheephead caught in a weekend largest whatever um and we're going to you know give away a lot more prizes well, you know, right out of the starting gate, Kenneth Nash, first week of the tournament, caught the tagged redfish. So, you know, he's won the truck already. But there's still, 
you know, a bunch of them swimming around. There were three more caught, and unfortunately, none of those people were registered. So there's a lot of opportunity there, and as you say, that boat is going to go one way or the other. If somebody catches the next one, they win the RV, and then the next one will be the boat, motor, and trailer. But if nobody catches that third one, well, then somebody's going to win that boat, motor, and trailer by drawing, and I think that's a real added incentive because, I mean, that's like buying a lottery ticket. Yeah, look, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a raffle ticket that supports a good cause, plus you get a membership to, to CCA. And so, again, the, the more winners we have, the more people that are engaged, the more people that will know what, what CCA is doing across the coast. And so that that's the name of the game. And, you know, yes, we had three unregistered anglers. You know, this year it's kind of been funny. You know, we uh, two of them are kind of given a pass to. One was from Arkansas, one was from South Carolina. Uh, but there was a young lady from, from Youngsville, Louisiana, with a camp in co- Cocodry that has no excuse. <laughs> uh, but there are, you know, 90, I think of those, uh, one or two were released. So we're still at 97, 98 fish still swimming. And quite frankly, I'm kind of shocked. Usually we have, you know, 12 to 14 caught a year, just not everybody's registered. So lots of prizes left, lots of opportunities and, you know, it, it, the only thing you got to do is get on the water and go fishing. Let's look at some opportunities within the categories. The one that jumps out at me, Rad, is this Kayak Southwest Division. There's not a speckled trout on the board. It's wide open, and the winner's going to collect in a, a Hobie Mirage Compass Kayak. So all you need to do is fish that area, catch one trout, and you're in the, the leader for, for the competition for the, the kayak. You know, it is shocking that that division is is actually inc- very hard each year because the way the Southwest is designed is they get a lot of fresh water early in the year, and so we will start you know seeing some fish start stacked up probably you know in the next couple of weeks. But you're exactly right. I mean, that is you know just go weigh a fish. It might it might be a pound and a half that wins it. Now I will say. If years, past, you know, if history repeats itself, we do have a lot of anglers that, you know, serious anglers that will look up and go, "All right, I'm going to try to try to conquer this," <laughs> and uh, and you know, all of a sudden I'll get away from them from a usual suspect that uh, you know fishes, you know, typically in in the east somewhere, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> that was my best shot." So, you know, you can do that. It's all based upon where the fish is caught, not where where the angler lives. Uh, so, you know. I assume it, it will fill up, but you were exactly right. You know, the way to play this game is is to look at what's on the board and and, and see which one are which ones are easy, and and that's one for sure. But you also have, you know, I mean, dolphin right now in the offshore species. I think the leader is like sixteen pounds. You know, we, typically we're we're in that thirty, forty, even fifty pound range. But you know, sixteen right now, you never know how long it'll hold up. Yeah, and, you know, for a while it was a 5.86 that hung on for weeks and weeks, and finally that respectable one came in down at Cypress Cove. But I, I got to feel like, like Julie Bear is pretty nervous on that because there's a lot of big bulls, and with the rodeo season coming up, those two big ones next weekend, good chance that, that'll be broken. But getting back to that kayak uh, division, you know, those guys, there's nobody more mobile than kayak fishermen. They just throw it in the back of the truck and go wherever. So I'm sure there's going to be an influx, and as you mentioned, that area gets better later in the tournament because 
just the layout of the terrain with the Atchafalaya River starting to drop and less fresh water coming in down there. It'll draw those speckled trout in closer. Well, Red, if anybody wants to get information, uh, give them the website. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's still a lot of time to sign up. It goes on through Labor Day weekend. So give them the details on where and how to sign up. The easiest way is go to ccastar.com. You can find all the rules, divisions, everything you need is right there. Or go to one of the 30 way stations we have along the coast. Uh, they can sign you up as well. It is it is easy. We're only halfway through, and as Don and I are talking about, there's nothing really locked up, and there are a ton of prizes left, boats, motors, trailers, you name it. We, we got it. So uh, if you're going to fish saltwater in the next, what, six, eight weeks, <laughs> get to it. Thanks again, Rad. We appreciate you coming on, my friend. Hope to see you soon. Thank you, Don. All right, Rad Trasher, director of Louisiana CCA Star Tournament, uh, one of the biggest and best ever. All right, we come back after this. It's time for the Paddler Kayak Report with Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's got some suggestions on where to catch some of the big ones. Right after this time out, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you're going to be stroking and paddling and pedaling for your fish, we got the Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. Got some of the best kayak fishing models anywhere, and you'll find them in mid-city of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and also Covington. Eric Mohabarak joins us now. And, uh, Eric, uh, Massey's has set their next demo day. Tell us the location and the time on that and what it's all about. Yeah, good morning, Don. Uh, yeah, they're going to uh, have a demo day, and that's where you can try out the new kayaks, the Hobies or, or the Jacksons, and any other models they carry. Uh, if you have a specific model you want to request out there, um, call and check and make sure the store is going to bring it out. And uh, it's going to be held at the right out in front of the Deutsches House at 1700 Marsh Street in New Orleans on Bayou St. John. And it lasts from, uh, it starts at 10 a.m. till 2, 2 p.m., uh, also, a few of the guys start talking about fishing earlier that morning, so there might be some little activities going on around there just for fun. Uh, it's a good day to come out, try to kayak. It doesn't cost you anything, you know, and it kind of helps uh, make a decision on what you want to get. I highly recommend that you demo kayaks before you buy one. Absolutely. It's a wonderful event, and it's a great, easy-to-get-to location. Uh, something you and I have been talking about for the coming weeks, and uh, I've been asking you when this is going to happen. looks like it did. The jackfish are in Lake Pontchartrain. Tell us about fishing for them. Yes, sir. Um, they did show up. Uh, you know, of course, it's going to get a little bit better before it gets worse. Uh, it usually lasts until, like, the first cold front. So that could be as late as October, depending on how our weather goes. But uh, it, the jackfish showed up, but there's another fish that, that showed up in the lake. Now, th- these were caught on the south shore. Um, and they're, they're catching redfish while, while throwing the spoons. And uh, that's some pet 18s is a good size to use for, for those. I know a lot of the guys, like the, or guys or girls, like to throw the big tuna poppers, which is fun, the big explosive strikes, and the fish fight over it, you know, when you're in a good school or whatever. But basically what I recommend doing is, uh, like, if, if just because of uh, locations and the weather we've been having, uh, I would I would suggest going out by the foot of the bridge on like Highway 11 right there, launch, and they got that little parking spot right there where a lot of people launch, and head towards the um, west, you know, through the bridges and all of that, and start working. Because that way, if you need to bail out, you can get up on them rocks or in, in the marsh there, or whatever, and, and get get out of the weather. But uh, definitely keep an eye on that. But basically, go along. You control for them with the spoons. 
Uh, and you can also sight cast them when they start busting up on the water. You know, uh, they've been hitting the big rafts of mullets and pogies and stuff like that. Uh, but but it's it's a fun fish. Yanks you around. Some fish take a half hour. Some of them take an hour. It just depends on on how big they are and how mean they are. It seems like the smaller ones are meaner. So it, it's a great fish, and people enjoy catching it, and it's something to do. But you know, just watch the thunderstorms at this time of year. That's the main thing. Yeah, Lake Pontchartrain can get uh, pretty nasty at times. All right, we talked to Daryl Carpenter about Grand Isle. The bay boats, he said, were were able to get on the front side of the beach and were doing well on the speckled trout, but the kayak is uh, on the backside. How's that been going? Yeah, Um, it's been going all right. You know, uh, a few have caught limits, a few haven't, but uh, they've been catching some nice size fish on on, on the backside. Uh, and, And it's in the rafts of mullets. You know, and, and the main thing is, is is getting by them rafts of mullets and stuff and um, throw up in there. Uh, like like Daryl said, though, if you can get to the front of the beach, yeah, go for it, you know. Um, it's just, you know, the, the reports I've been getting has been from behind the island, you know, so that, that's, that's still a good place to go. Um, and also, the jackfish are out there, too, so that's another place you could fish for. And, of course, bull reds, too. You can always find those in yeah, the passes the down reds. there. Yeah, they come. And, All right, yeah. down Highway 23, Myrtle Grove. What's happening down that yeah. way? Oh, I seen a report the other day. Two lady kayakers went out there, and they did decently. They caught a, a one of them caught a slam. They caught the elusive unicorn flounder. You know, so that's pretty cool. You know, they were using plastics and stuff. Uh, you know, it's a good lawyer to fish. It seems, um, you know, I was actually surprised when I seen the report. Uh, that they did did well there because they, uh, I've been doing better below Joshua's and between like Joshua's Sidewater Road, which is Yellow Cotton and all of them other places we launched down there uh, for the redfish, you know, because mainly that's what we're looking for this year, uh, you know, this time of year is the redfish. Uh, the trout, you know, the, the migrational stuff, I'm not saying you don't catch them. It's just, you know, it, it's better to target what's in the area. You got to fish seasonal, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's anywhere, you know, like fish migrate in certain times of the year, you get, get better opportunities opportunity to catch different fish absolutely you know eric kayak fishing has grown so fast and so expansive you know we started this report several years ago because of that um you know they've added categories into rodeos because of that and you know the the thing about it is you've even focused and reinvented your business going from a bay boat guide service to a kayak guide service so kayaks are here to stay and growing and i don't know if you heard uh, rad trasher and i talking but all somebody's got to do is throw the kayak in the back of the truck, head down to that southwest division, which is at a Chafalaya area, lower Chafalaya, around uh, south of Lafayette, New Iberia. You catch one legal mm-hmm. speckled trout and put it on the board, you might win a new Hobie Mirage kayak. What is that retail value on one of those? Uh, the Hobie uh, Mirage Compass. Um, the Compass, I yeah, think, compass. is 2700 uh, retail, that's a, that's a hell of a prize, you know what I mean? For what, what is it? Yeah, for catching one speckle trout. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't don't put it them past them boys out west. They will be putting in some hammers. Uh, you know, like yeah. Brad said, that fresh water's this time of year, but they will. Uh, I would imagine they're going to put up a six of better fish in that division. It's just got to get that water right, you know, because, you know, this time of year we got so much rain and rain every day. Uh, but them yeah. boys out there fishing, they will put in some hammers. But you never know. Like Fred said, we have seen it, what, I, I think two pounds, a pound and a half at one, one, one year, uh, which is yeah. amazing. The guy who won. In fact, I think it was Chris Weaver who won that. And, you know, Chris, he was amazed that uh, mm-hmm. he won it. 
because of the, yeah. you know, it was so small. But, you know, it, it could be, yeah. any, you know, and you know what, uh, just like anything else, it's fishing. The next fish could be a, a, an eight-pound trout. You never know, you know, uh, on, on <laughs> right. a cast. You know, we hope it is. Well, Eric, you know if some, somebody wants to get into this wonderful world of kayak fishing, uh, they, the demo day is a great way. But if they want to get an experience and actually go fishing, they can go with you. You've got everything they need. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can find me on your your, your website, Don Dubuque, the Outdoors Guy. Uh, also, uh, you can find me on Facebook, the Louisiana Kayak Company. You can also find me on Instagram, the Louisiana Kayak Company. And you could just call me, which is a lot easier, 504-313-8292. All right, Eric, thanks so much for that report. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, Don, y'all have good. And try and stay dry, man. Ooh, this rain. <laughs> y'all be it good. It ain't easy. It ain't easy these days. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, bye-bye. That's it. Ain't going to stop us, though. All right, somebody just texted in and said, cactus juice works for biting insects. Well, tell me this. Where do you get cactus juice? All right, we come back after this. It's bad boy. Oh, excuse me, bad girl time. What the heck were they thinking with these hummingbirds? Their story's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, I have just been informed that cactus juice is available on Amazon. What is not available on Amazon.com? You know, in uh, two more weeks from today, the last Saturday in July, uh, we will be celebrating the 32nd anniversary of this show. And over that time, you can ma- imagine some of our bad boy, the outdoors features. Uh, you know, we've got maybe the weirdest one. Well, there's one that will never be surpassed for weirdness, but that's another story for another day. But today's Bad Girls feature is pretty strange, and it involves hummingbirds. And it's next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This past May 12th, Cecilia Castaneda pleaded guilty while Maria Luisa Garza Salazar entered her plea back on January 22nd. The two Laredo, Texas women admitted to illegally selling hummingbirds. You see, Castaneda owned and operated Herbario Corpus Christi, a business specializing in herbs and spices. Garza Salazar was an employee there. Both women were charged under the Lacey Act for selling dried or parts of more than 160 hummingbirds. In a similar case last year, charged with selling more than 200 hummingbirds last October, was 55-year-old Maria Guadalupe Garcia, the owner-operator of Herbario Lupita, an herbal shop also located in Laredo, Texas. Why hummingbirds, you might, well, no, not might, you definitely would ask. Why hummingbirds? Well, it seems that dried hummingbirds or their unidentified parts are illegally packaged in a paper sleeve and surrounded with red threads or envelopes and sold commercially as love charms together with prayer cards. The next logical question is, and maybe we can get some audience input, do they really work? Whether effective as a love charm or a scam, hummingbirds are federally protected migratory birds and facing maximal criminal fines of up to $250,000 and up to five years in federal prison are 63-year-old Cecilia Castaneda and 57-year-old Maria Luisa Garza Salazar, both of Laredo, Texas, are bad girls of the outdoors. You know, you just got to ask the question, is it really worth a quarter of a million dollars in five years in federal prison? How much can you get for a hummingbird love charm? Anybody have any experience with that? Text us, 504-260-1870. When we come back, we're going to talk to Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, where it's kind of a rainy Saturday morning, but they got some adventures planned. We'll be right back to talk with you about them after this timeout. He uses plastic for baits and uh, probably some plastic to cover up with all that rain down there near the tip of the boot of Louisiana at Cajun Fishing Adventures. Captain Ryan Lambert joins us. You know, Ryan, I, I was checking here at St. Hubert's Cathedral, and uh, we have had nearly 60 inches of rain since February here. That's incredible. Yes, 60.1, and I think Vera's got more than that, my friend. I believe you did. It seemed like every time I look on the radar, Buras is getting rain. Yeah, I'm glad lumber prices have come down because the arc has got to start happening pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it hasn't stopped people from getting out and fishing. And uh, I think, you know, it's just like, well, you know, we can't wait for it to stop because that might be we might not be here when the time it stops. So you got to go out there. You just got to be careful of the lightning and, you know, you want to stay away from those storms. But, boy, they just pop up so quick. And a lot of times they go away as quickly as they pop up. How's the fishing been for you guys this week? Uh, it's been pretty good. We got, as you know, we got a flip flop in the tide yesterday and today, but uh, we got two fish in the boat already. And we just started, so I guess it can't be too bad. Um, 
it's all right. Uh, tonight there's a lot of lightning. I mean, I mean it's flashing all around us. So I got to keep cognizant of which way everything's going, so I can run from it. But yeah, I don't do well with lightning. <laughs> but uh, the boys are doing good. The trout have moved in a bit. The river's finally starting to fall a little bit. It's been kind of crazy the way it's doing. It'll uh, they'll tell you it's gonna be six foot in three weeks, and next thing you know, it's nine five again. So. As you know, it's about nine one today, and uh, it's going to start falling about four inches a day, four tenths of a foot a day. So, hopefully, that gives what we need. Because when yeah. it does, where are you right now? Are you out uh, between the uh, the river and, and, and the islands? Yeah, I'm on the east side of the river today because the west side has a, had a giant storm on it, and they, I know they caught some trout over there the last few days, and I wanted to get over there and. Uh, and yeah, I used a better discretion to get away from the lightning. <laughs> yeah. So well, you say you got two in the boat. Is that the kind with a whole bunch of spots, or just a couple of dots? Whole whole bunch of spots. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got they got more and more trout. There's a lot of bait moved in about a month ago, and when this when the river gets down to and stays around six and starts getting lower than that, it's really going to get good. So we're looking about two three weeks away before it does that. When it does, I'm hoping it'll drop and have our normal fall pattern like we hadn't had in nine years. But once once the river gets right and the it starts clearing up, you know this place is a mecca. You know now we got crawfish and frogs and and you you name it. I mean it's turned into an estuary again, which is I really like that. You know it's turning to the east side is back it's turning back into what it once was. You know before the levee, so. You know, it's, it's it's fun to watch it. You know, that's where all the ducks are. That's where all the frogs are. That's where all the crawfish are. That's where everything, you know. And that's where we catch the specks and reds. So, you know, that's where it's supposed to be. I love it. Well, I know <laughs> when you make your trip out there, you keep an eye on the SAV, submerged aquatic vegetation. What's it looking like this this summer? It's coming up good. It's really coming up good. The duck potatoes, most of those are in infancy, which means they don't have a leaf yet. They just, uh, the little green sprigs coming up. So uh, that'll that'll start maturing here shortly, and we, it usually every year has been multiplying by twenty twenty five percent. You know, due to all the new emerging land over there. So uh, that's what saved me last year because every duck was full of it. I mean, chucked full of it. And uh, as you know, they didn't have a blade of grass anywhere after seven storm surges. So we took that and ran with it, and it turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. So what's on the agenda for the next uh, 60 days as far as the fishing pattern that you're expecting? If that river continues to fall and gets down there, how will you change where you're fishing? Will you stick closer into the to the river? Well, historically in August, when the river is gets there around 4 or 5, the redfish will come in the river. And I really like throwing crankbaits on the rocks. And you can sight fish them too, so I enjoy that. And the bull reds will start up, and everybody likes catching those bull reds. we got people come from all over the world to catch them. And they'll start schooling and getting in those big old schools of pogies with the pelicans diving. So that's a real easy target. So we'll be able to pick what we want. And with the aquatic vegetation growing on the falling tides, when the water comes out, it's, it's crystal clear, and I can sight fish. So all of that's starting to happen. So I'll be happy when all of it comes to fruition. You know, something uh, we've had some fun doing, and a lot of people really overlook it, is, is those big catfish that are down there, freshwater cats. Uh, how have those been? Mm-hmm. Anybody been fishing them that you talked to? I know you got some guys down there that love to catch them. 
Well, you know, we do that cocktail catfishing where in the evening we everybody grabs a cocktail and we go and get some trout bellies and go fish in the river. And, you know, it ain't nothing if you catch an 80-pounder, you know, it's a big, giant catch. So I had a young man last week. He saw that on, online or somewhere, and he said, can you take me? Who I'm out there five minutes. He said, you think we catch a five-pounder? I said, yeah, I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> he caught one about 40. He was like, oh, my gosh, she was dying. So, yeah, they there. You know, you just can't do everything. Now the triple tails are starting to come around. The, you know, snappers and mangroves and cobias are starting to show up. I mean, you can't do everything. Martha had a 286-pound swordfish yesterday. I mean, you can't do it all. Did you, you see the nose on that thing? Did you see the bill on that thing, how long it was? That was incredible. Martha don't have a big nose. Oh, no, I was <laughs> – uh oh! You better hope she ain't listening. <laughs> we had trouble. She's not, we had trouble. She's offshore again. We she just got to hear that we talk bad about her. No, yeah, it was a yeah, big deal. She, in fact, she had it. She had it in the truck at the house last night. Yeah. So well, she told me she was good getting last? worn down. She's. I think this is oh, yeah. a tenth day in a row. So she she's yeah, feeling the pain. And she's got a little sore throat well, going on. She said. Yeah, it's a uh, mm-hmm. she. She looked she looked pretty whipped last night. She had a uh, I think a hundred ninety eight pound tuna last week too. She she's rocking some big fish. Yeah, she a little is. Bitty girl. She is. So yes, indeed, she's doing very well. Well, Ryan, if somebody wants to come fish with you, you got a beautiful website, CajunFishingAdventures dot com, and you're one of the few guys I know that carries a cell phone with him and answers first call every time. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah, they call 504-559-5111 because you never know when Miss Carmen's going to want something. And i got to be right there, step and fetch it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm well aware. Well, look, y'all put some trout in the boat, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Have a good time. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Always keep you entertained on the boat. All right. We come back after this. Uh, we saw the passing. Heard about Edwin Edwards, the uh, governor of Louisiana, spent three terms. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of my reflections and thoughts of some of the encounters I had with a remarkable man, fascinating guy, Edwin Edwards. We say goodbye to him today, but he won't be forgotten. We're back with that right after this. Well, this week we heard about the passing of uh, Edwin Edwards, who will lie in state at the state capitol today with public viewing available from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and that will be followed by private service tomorrow. Edwards served three terms as the governor of Louisiana from 1972 to 80, 1984 to 88, and from 1992 to 1996. Over the years, I had some encounters with uh, Edwin Edwards. Uh, I at one time was a master of ceremonies for the Louisiana Wildlife Federation's uh, Conservation Awards Banquets. I did that for about 20 years. Uh, it was, they have one award called the Governor's Award, which is awarded for the best conservation effort for the year. And over all the years I emceed that, there were only two governors that actually showed up in person to present the award in their names. One of those was Buddy Romer. The other one was Edwin Edwards. And he showed up, I believe the year was 1983, if I'm not mistaken. And I got the opportunity at the head table as MC to sit right next to the governor, and we had quite a lengthy conversation. But one of the things that was remarkable about him was the way his mind worked. Now, he sat down, and he started pointing to people in the audience and asking me, who is that over there? I said, well, that's Mike Cook. 
He's a writer for The Advocate. Who's that? That's Chuck Buckley. He's an attorney from uh, Alexandria. Who's that lady? That's Barbara Dodge. She's the president of League of Women Voters. She's here to get one of the awards. And then he'd ask me about some issues. Uh, What's all this talk about the redfish? You know, he didn't have a clue what that whole issue was about. And some other popular fish and wildlife issues. Well, in those 20 minutes while we were eating dinner, when the dinner was finished and he got up to address the audience, he incorporated the most funny, interesting stories, and he involved each and every one of those people who he had never met before, never saw before, and just based on the little brief information I gave him, the background, he won that audience over. And it was incredible the way that people just, you know, they gave him a standing ovation, you know, and the guy by that time had had a pretty pretty sordid past. Well, anyway, the other time, another time I met with him was in the Louisiana Sportsman Show in the Superdome. I was doing a live radio broadcast, and he walks in and sits down, and we knew each other, and, you know, we get an interview with him, and if you look on my Facebook page, you'll see a couple of pictures of him. One was the look on his face as I was doing that interview. We snapped a picture. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we talked about hunting and talked about his career and a lot of things. He's also the picture of him uh, from Leo Honeycutt's book, his biography of Edwin Edwards. Uh, he loved to hunt, and he's there in his camouflage with his cool aviator glasses and his shotgun out on a dove hunt. Uh, you know, there's a famous quote from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar that says, The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often interred with their bones. And I think that's very fitting in the case of Edwin Edwards, his career, many scandals, illegal campaign contributions, the $10,000 career gate, obstruction of justice, bribery. He was convicted and sent to prison on 17 of 26 counts of racketeer and extortion, money laundering, mail fraud, wire fraud, the list goes on. And that is going to forever dominate the accounts of his life and time. But what's overlooked and I think is going to be buried with his bones was a lot of accomplishments for Louisiana and its people, especially the sick, the elderly, the uneducated, and and the underdogs. It would take too long to get into all the good things that he did, but he also did a lot of good for the sportsmen in this state. Under his second administration, uh, he had that beautiful wildlife and fisheries building constructed on Quail Drive. And he was responsible for acquiring vast acres of precious forests, swamps, marshlands into our wildlife management system while he was in his administration. Those areas are going to be enjoyed for a long time by future Louisianians. Gone at the age of 93, but not forgotten. Interesting, fascinating individual. I always said if I was marooned on a desert island with any one person, it might just be Edwin Edwards. Rest in peace, Edwin Edwards, till we meet again on the other side. And we'll meet y'all again right here, same time, same place. Approaching 32 years of doing it. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.